It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. You made me download Zoom, my first app on my phone. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thank you as always for making your way here, checking out the uh, the episode and the series uh, Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out uh, Three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so it makes it a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones. You can do so at uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent guests have included uh, Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters, Liz Fair, Sarah Silverman, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Felicia Day, uh, the filmmakers behind Lessons in Chemistry, starring Brie Larson on Apple TV+. We had Susan Tedeschi, Josh Radner from uh, Fleischman is in Trouble and How I Met Your Mother, Kristen Hirsch of The Throwing Muses, uh, The Breeders, Baroness, Corey Taylor of Slipknot, Michael C. Hall from uh, Dexter and Six Feet Under, Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, Tommy Stinson from The Replacements. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Brandon Flowers of The Killers. So excited to have him back on. Uh, we're going to be talking about the band's upcoming Best of Collection. And Brandon's going to tell us how their um, their newest single, Your Side of Town, is uh, really a nod to the music of his teenage years. And, uh, and we'll go on to dish on the uh, vaults of unreleased songs the band have accumulated over the years, as well as how they chose which tracks would make the new compilation. Uh, Brandon's also going to discuss what attracts him to uh, writing about the type of characters that populated uh, one of their most recent records, Pressure Machine, uh, the role of religion in his lyrics, and how he's working on a record that might end up being a new solo album. We're also going to hear how his musical North Stars have changed and recently uh, talking with uh, Eddie Vedder about Kenny Rogers. In fact, that conversation they had is uh, actually about a 20-year journey. Uh, you'll hear all about that and much more. It's Kyle Meredith with Brandon Flowers of The Killers. All right. We'll start with the new song, Your Side of Town. First off, you, you know, I, I've told you before, it was, uh, you know, we got to see you backstage at uh, Bourbon and Beyond with my family. By the way, thank you for being so nice. You made my son's year that night. <laughs> and um, it was great talking to you, uh, but especially hearing these songs live and everything. This new single is so good. So first off, I just want to throw that congratulations because you did it again. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a nod to a lot of the music that influenced me as a teenager. And... 
I didn't really expect to it to rear its head again, but but it did, and and I feel like that we executed it in a, in a way that we can be proud of, and it's it's a strong song. Why didn't you expect it to rear its head again? Um, we hadn't made music like that. Maybe I guess the, since day and age, um, and and it feels more like that 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 era of the band and. We were we did though work with us with Stuart Price who who did do Day and Age so that that makes sense. Well, the, uh, the lyrics, you know, I wrote down. Hopefully, I got them right. Uh, the streets are dripping with decisions of a quiet kind, hallucinations on the shoulder of the borderline. Like your poet, you haven't lost that knack. By the way, those that those lines are really really good, and maybe even more surprising because of, uh, of what you're talking about it being sort of this popular song like this still feels like where you were coming from on pressure machine if that makes sense yeah i think applying some of the things that i've learned over the years to this style is is is, is maybe making it feel a little bit fresh i think that's so that's a good that's a good thing but yeah but uh but yeah i mean i can't uh i try not to dumb it down try i'm trying man i'm trying over here <laughs> <laughs> well that's uh i don't think i hope no one expects that from you to dumb it down and, <laughs> i mean i get the idea of like big pop songs right big pop songs are supposed to be universal yeah uh, so i say supposed to be universal i know that's a that's a school of thought i've my my favorite songs are the ones that, that are that tend to be so specific like i didn't live that moment but i love knowing that yeah you know <laughs> yeah that's yeah or they make you feel like you're there. Right. Right. It's almost like the inside joke in a way. Yeah. That's yeah. It. But is that, do I read it right? So, you know, talking about, the, you know, where it comes from and all that, like, I guess some of the backstories is if this is right, like this song was part of another group of songs that you sort of like is, is semi-abandoned. Correct. Uh, there, you know, we, it, the the label and we agree is an appropriate time to put out a best of and we're going to put out a best of and and it's it's 20 songs for 20 years and it was going to conflict with this ep and so i think it just made sense because we're still going to get a few songs that we're going to go on the ep onto this onto this release that's coming and 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 there'll be no you know no tug of war between these two releases and it just made sense well, that, yeah, I mean, that was going to be part of it. Like just knowing like so many artists do that, you know, so many artists will go in and you work on a record for whatever reason you say this, this ain't it. And sometimes you're Neil Young or Prince and you just shelve a bunch of records. <laughs> and sometimes you just kind of stop and move on to something else. But of course, when you're a fan and you hear something about it, you're like, oh, what's going to happen with those songs? You know, how many of those songs yeah. kind of made it all the way through? And we have and, and we have so many songs that that kind of fall by the wayside and they're almost finished or um, over the years that we, that we, we try not to get too precious about them. So there are, so there may be a couple you don't hear, but I wouldn't uh, lose any sleep over. <laughs> <laughs> is the, uh, is the vault deep for you guys? Yeah. Oh, there's so much. Yeah. There's, there's so much stuff. And I'm sure if we went through it, we might kick ourselves over, you know, over maybe over two or three of them that that we didn't quite finish or that maybe should have gone on a record but uh, but overall i think we're really pretty consistent about choosing the right songs for the song for the records now so for the other side for a greatest hits package 
there's a few of those happening this year. And I've talked to some of those artists too. And sometimes it's, you know, we hand it over to the management and they just pick the biggest of the hits and that's it. Like how involved are you with the track listing? And, and like, is if you, if you're very involved, were you looking for certain standards for each song, I guess? Sure. Yeah. You look at things like we did do a, um, we did do a best of about 10 years ago. And so we took that into consideration. We took, um, we, we wanted to put, you know, a, to make sure that we've got a couple of songs on there from our from our COVID records, um, so that they could get a light shine on them that maybe wasn't. <laughs> um, and so those records for us were imploding the mirage and pressure machine, which some of our strongest writing. And so there's going to be five or six, I think, from those two albums on there, and then these new new songs. There's a song that I don't believe was on on our first best of called "Be Still." Um, that has it's sort of a dark horse in, in, uh, of a killer song and it's it's just resonated with so many people over the years and it's even grown you know in my heart over the years and so it was like we thought we should put that on there and it, and it, we didn't put jenny was a friend of mine on the you know there's like it, it, we got to play around a little bit and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh, astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you to get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Brandon Flowers. Like the relationship you can have with a song is so interesting to me when, for any artist who's been around for, you know, decades. Like, you have the hits, and then you have a record like Sawdust, which is one of my favorites in your discography. You know, like, and I don't, there's something about that. Like, I'm a big fan of sophomore albums. I'm a big fan of B-sides. For whatever reason that is, it's sort of the back against the wall stuff 
you know like nirvana's right. incesticide like that's my favorite nirvana record yeah you know it's t- it's t- it is tough to to when you're going in to make that second record or 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 when you do make a b-sides record yeah there was a smith's had a b-side record that was it was my favorite uh, for a long time of theirs um and so it's yeah it's nice to, to to sort of join that tradition and i we're so proud of our second record you know like you said you're you know it's the famous saying is that you have your whole life to make your first record then you have a few months to make your second one and uh what, when i look back at what we did with samstown i'm just really proud of us and and this is a nice way to sort of get all of that and get everything in between out there well, I mean, you've got so many freaking great songs. I don't know how you've done it, but but especially knowing that, as you said, you're putting the shining the light on the two most recent records with "Imploding the Mirage" and uh, and "Pressure Machine." Uh, you and I got to talk a little bit about that that night when you were here in Louisville, and I love the style of writing in that, um, especially "Pressure Machine." I love that these story songs, and you've always. Like these characters, I feel like have always sort of been around your music, especially as we talk about Samstown. I, I mean, I heard it a lot in that record, but that I know this was a bit different, especially being a concept album. What attracts you to these type of stories and, and you know, with with your experiences with these people? Yeah, I think I've always want, wanted to write narratives and it's so difficult to get it into a three minute pop song or four minutes even you know you but you can't you know when it's done well you can fit a life in there and you can fit so much so much experience in there and I think I didn't quite realize that that was something that I was going to gravitate towards when we first started the band and sometimes uh, a typical killer song doesn't you know allow for for that so it was really a breath of fresh air for us to to really do a 180 and make a different record like pressure machine where i was able to spread my wings and and have three verses and four you know i think maybe one of them has four verses you know it's the stuff that you don't you don't typically hear on you know on a structured pop song and it allowed for it allowed for these characters and these these observations i've been making my whole life to to come through and i just I, di- I didn't quite realize but i think they were just you know bursting to get out do you find that do you find that you're in the songs like so many of these are character driven like where like where are you in this in these stories i'm always i i, I say i'm always lurking <laughs> <laughs> i want to uh and sometimes sometimes it might be a, a topic or especially on a song like terrible thing that i'm trying to understand someone's experience and and always every time by the time i get to the end, other end of the song i have more empathy and i and i'm more sympathetic to people's experiences and and so that's been a powerful part of songwriting for me like i come from a very small town uh in kentucky and maybe that's why i resonated so much with that album specifically with pressure machine because you know you're you're talking about the you know, opioid crisis and and i definitely you know, there's meth and 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 everything else and in every rural town anywhere in America these days. So, but I kept coming to this moment uh, where there's a line you says, we keep waiting for the miracle. And I thought, you know, so many of the people I know from my little town crutch so much on religion. I know you're a man of faith too. Uh, crutch so much on religion in this way that doesn't make sense. It never seems to lock up with the lifestyle 
they end up leading. And yeah. I, <laughs> like, like I, I guess I heard that in that record. And I hear that in a lot of your writing. And, and maybe that just comes natural to you. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a it's it's a small it's a small inkling you're picking up on it and i don't know how much i want to get into it but yeah it's like i think they they have these things that are people we're we're, you know in these whatever town you're in or whatever wherever you live if you've been brought up on these doctrines or they're usually if you could follow them i think your life will be better and and it's not about um sitting around and 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 looking or something it's usually about doing something and and putting in a little bit of work but yeah you picked up on it <laughs> well and that just again compliments on the stories that you're telling and the way you're telling them um and i go back like i've even started rethinking of songs like spaceman in those contexts you know or, or something like that like it's it's been really fun thinking about the greatest hits and 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 sort of going back and not just singing along to them in the way that i have you know these, <laughs> yeah. these past years and everything Further on, I mean, sure, greatest hits and and the songs that uh, will come along with that. Like, do you think the concept album is stuff? Like, are you going to try more of that? Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, I, I'm working on a, I'm working on always, always working on something. But I, I'm, I, I mean, it could end up being a solo record, but it's, um, it's definitely occupying that same region <laughs> of of pressure machine for sure. Have you have? I mean, I'm guessing so. Do you think your musical North Stars have changed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I mean, I could never have seen, you know, the road that I ended up taking. I, I, I did not see that coming. Everybody has this this moment when you're 13 and you fall in love with music and you find, you know, you find your people and you find... The, your style and 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 then it then you know then you become an adult and you maybe you cling on to, to some of that and you just become an adult and i had this strange uh, second musical awakening in my mid 20s and i see it as you know i see it as just a huge blessing in my life because the thing you know the the people that i idolized there was always a little bit of this darkness and you know there was there's always debauchery and and hedonism tied to it to a lot of it you know and that is so far from who i am and i saw this other paths start to clear and and it was you know these voices that sounded familiar to me even though i couldn't believe that i was starting to love it tom petty and bruce springsteen and stuff like that and and it just it took me you know by surprise it swept the rug under my feet but i i'm so grateful for it now and it's allowed me to uh tell stories and be more true to myself well you know and i, I see you up on stage with uh with vetter you know i think it was at this past week and everything and, and knowing yeah. his story like it it feels like there's some kindred spirits going on right there with a lot of that too yeah for sure and he seemed yeah he's great it was so great i hadn't seen him in 20 years <laughs> And we picked the conversation right up from where, where we where we did 20 years ago. We're talking about Kenny Rogers. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a callback right there. I could say I'd like to know that part. He remembered. I thought. I mean, I remembered, of course, because I had just met Eddie Eddie Vedder, and and I was telling him about Ruby. Don't take your love to town. He'd never heard about this this sad story, 
and then we we talked about how he said well i went home and and i looked it up after we after we talked about it and he, he remembered which of course ended up on sawdust see you're bringing it all back to sawdust right here for me. <laughs> <laughs> um i love the new single i really really do your side of town is so good and uh, i cannot wait to hear what's next from you i'm always such a fan and brandon uh seriously it's been so great to talk to you again thank you for doing this thank you thanks and we'll be right back right after this Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Ann. Thanks, Kyle. A big thanks to Brandon right there. It actually been a few years since uh, since he'd been on my show. I was looking back 2017 when the Killers released uh, "Wonderful, Wonderful." Uh, we actually uh, got to uh, got to catch up as I mentioned around that time, and I thought I'd go ahead and include that conversation here too. It was a fun one as we got to talk about uh, compassion, empathy, boxing, a lot about boxing, how he would have preferred his solo records to have been uh, in the Killers catalog. Uh, so uh, here's part two. Kyle Meredith with Brandon Flowers. Oh, thanks. You know, I've only been able to hear a few of the songs on this record, and I've read some interviews that you've been talking about it, but uh, although these two words might be the broad strokes, uh, I've heard you talk about this record kind of being broken down to about empathy and compassion. I think it's my vision or my version of what masculinity, I guess, or what it is to be a man has changed so much from when I was 22 and, you know, starting The Killers to now on our fifth record, I'm 36. And I think that that I really wanted to explore that and what was going on in my life with this record. And I, in the past, have been a little bit more guarded about those things and my family and things like that. And I, I don't know, I just felt like now's the time to, to really dive in. And, and, and as personal as it might be, I, I see you talking about the bigger picture things. I mean, even in the second single with Run For Cover, you know, just mentioning redemption songs says a lot, but then there is the term fake news, and I think you say, and he's famous, and I'm thinking, are we talking about what I think we're talking about here? <laughs> this is one of the, Run for Cover is a funny song because it's 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 uh, almost nine years old, and so it's weird to to write a song and then sort of have it almost be prophetic, where these things start to fit into the song, <laughs> and 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 it's kind of an incredible thing to be a part of. But uh, it wasn't when I started it. Uh, th- th- Donald Trump wasn't uh, running for president yet. <laughs> but but it was like half the half the re- half that song was written later. Was that still before all of that happened? Uh, it was after it. It was uh, the first verse was is you know nine years old. The choruses are nine years old, and then the second verse is 
It's fairly new, yeah. But then you get, and I'll go back to what you were talking about with that, you know, what it means to be a man, and I'll bring up the song The Man. Like, I've always been curious about that with you because, especially in that song, but there are moments in the past where I could never tell if it was you or or maybe, you know, the embodiment of, of a rock star character where there was this bravado and how yeah. natural or not that came to you because, you know, it's always been fun watching you as a front man to do that. But is that is that a natural thing for you or was that more of you know, a Bowie-style Ziggy, what I have to do. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of all... Uh, there's, I, I'm sort of all of that. It, 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 was, it was just a mess when we first started. I just wasn't quite prepared, you know. I was 23, I think, 22, 23, and when the first album came out, and it was just a lot. You know, it's, it's, it, it was so successful, and I'm thankful for it. I'm really proud of the, of the songs, but I sort of started to develop this persona that I thought I was supposed to to have and it really wasn't me and I wasn't very good at it you know there are people that are really good at it <laughs> and um and I realized that I that it, that as the years went by it's just sort of got chipped away at and I'm, I'm slowly becoming um I think myself <laughs> and 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 that's really what I wanted to inhabit on this record and yeah. and try to Try to try to explore. Yet, I, I will say uh, on the side of masculinity, and maybe it's a a Vegas thing, but a lot of boxing references on here. Not just Sonny Liston, but also you know the Mike Tyson fight, the lines, "Kiss the ring and carry the crown." Uh, it's yeah. I don't know. Is is that there's you know another one too? Yeah, there's another one on Rut. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean. Um, I grew up watching Tuesday Night Fights with my dad on USA. Remember that? Right. And there's just a real, it's, it's such a romantic thing still in my, at least in, in my family, the, the boxing, you know, myth and being from Las Vegas, it was a big, you know, it was always around us. My, gra- I, my grandma Sue worked at the Golden Nugget and, you know, had stories about Muhammad Ali and my dad once met he was working at a grocery store and he met Sonny Liston and he still talks about how big Sonny's hands were you know when he shook his hand and and Mike Tyson was you know you'd see Mike Tyson at the movies sometimes and you know it was just like it's just kind of always been a part of my life you know with the time in between there were solo records and I don't know if that just scratched the itch, if that allowed you to, you know, the band I know needed sort of time to get away from each other. But when you look at those songs, is there any feeling like that you wish they could have been killer songs and maybe just part of the direct legacy? Or are you happy with them standing yeah, outside? Yeah, no, for sure. No, I wish I wish that I was, I wish I was, you were talking to me about my eighth killer's record right now. You know, that's what, not our, not my fifth. Um, we just, you know, we got to make everybody happy in the band and some people need long breaks and, there are a couple, I mean, more than a couple of my solo songs that would have been fantastic killer songs, <laughs> you know. Um, and I and I miss playing them, you know. I mean, a song like Crossfire from the first record, and there's a, on the new record, Lon- Lonely Town is like one of my favorite songs that I that I've been a part of, and I wish that it was, you know, a, a staple in the killer set, but it just isn't. Yeah, you know, you have the power to do that. You you can introduce those songs right in. I mean, it could happen. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a touchy subject, <laughs> but it's uh, it could happen. Ronnie's. You'd have to bring Ronnie's solo songs in too, though. I guess, and they're, they're, those are great too. I was a big fan of those records as well. So, and yeah, I don't know. Who, I don't. I it, it, I can't drum, so there'd be no. We I don't know how we swap positions. <laughs> I guess it'd be entertaining anyway to watch it. Watch it all happen. <laughs> 
Um, I'll close out by throwing the uh, question back on you. Um, although I haven't heard the song, have all the songs been written? Do you find it difficult these Man, days to find yeah. a new idea? Sure, yeah. I mean, it is. It's. Um, I think they, they damn near might, might have been all written. It's close. There's been a lot of greatness and there's been I just am I'm very aware of that now and so it's tough and 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 I myself have been a part of some great songs and I'm thankful to be a part of it but you take that you take all that with you and it's kind of like hovering over you when you go in to write a new record you know and it can sometimes weigh you down quite a bit but I was able to you know make my way through it and come out on the other side and I'm excited about this record yeah well so am I and and you know, as a fan, we invest in a band and we are hopeful. And I think everybody's always nervous before the new record. Like, oh, God, I hope this is good. Is there other stuff? You know, the stuff that you've connected to. And and thank God you're guys, this is. I, I, I love this record so much. And I'm just grateful you guys are still doing this at the level you're doing it. So thank you, Brandon. Oh, thank you. And my thanks to Brandon Flowers. Looking forward to that new Best Of compilation. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the episode and the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button before you head out of here so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out. Three new interviews every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots like Spotify and Apple Podcasts at nprwfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... After that, head over to WFPK.org. So I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Four hours of classics from the 70s and 80s and 90s. You get the best in new music. There's a bonus interviews, lots of music news as well. Uh, one of my recent shows had the music of uh, Elton John, David Bowie, Fiona Apple, Mazzy Starr, The Cardigans, Garbage, Bell and Sebastian, Shout Out Louds, The Wonder Stuff, Death Cat for Cutie, Cake, Mellencamp, Rachel Yamagata, The Afghan Wigs, Coheed and Cambria, Yola Tango, and Primus, as well as my interview with Jerry Harrison from uh, Talking Heads. Again, just an example of what you get when you tune in 6 p.m. Eastern every weeknight at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also catch me on the old social media sites. Uh, the address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I'm stuck in 2005. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.